BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Gideon Georgia will hand off on the wing right side. Block will send out to Gideon. Big three. Got it! Gideon George for three. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Now, here's your host, Ben Bagley. And good evening, BYU basketball fans, and welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the credit U- the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Tonight, the one-on-one BYU Cougars hosts the 1-0 Missouri State Bears. I'm Ben Bagley, and as we get you ready for tip-off, just about an hour from now, between now and then, we're going to hear from BYU guard Jackson Robinson. We'll also check in with analyst Mark Durant. Jason Shepard will sit down with Coach, Coach Mark Pope, plus lots more as we get you ready for tip-off here on Cougar Pregame Live. First, though, some thoughts on tonight's game featuring the return game of Missouri State as the Cougars traveled last season to Springfield last year in what was a 74-68 win over the Bears for BYU. It went, turned out to be one, uh, four, one of four quad one wins for the Cougars last year, as you look at it in hindsight. I know Coach Mark Pope is looking at this year's game as a possible quad one game. There's some work to be done by the Bears. That will break that down in a little bit. But he is looking at this and maybe sliding this one will be a quad one game and a nice game for the Cougars' resume when it comes to tournament time. But if you're looking at the game last year, for any idea of what you expect tonight, I got two words for you. Good luck. Because look at this. Last year in that game, BYU started Tijon Lucas, Alex Barcelo, Trevin Nell, Seneca Knight, and Caleb Lohner. The projected starters for the Cougars tonight are Jackson Robinson, Rudy Williams, Gideon George, who didn't even travel with the team last year to that game, Spencer Johnson, and Fusini Traore. In other words, nobody that started last year will start this year for the BYU Cougars. Now, if you're looking at the Missouri State side of the ball, they started Isaiah Mosley, Jamonta Black, Clay Donovan, Keaton Hervey, and Gage Prim last season in that matchup. This year, their expected starters are Jonathan Mogbo, Brian Trimble Jr., Kendall Moore, Matthew Lee, and Donovan Clay. Again, nobody who started for Missouri State last year starts for them this year. In other words, 10 new starters between the two teams from last year to this year, which is really kind of unique. Even more so unique in this game, seven of the 10 starters expected to start the game tonight we're playing for other teams last year. That's right. We have entered the transfer transfer portal portion of the program in which seven of the ten players last year, all five starters for Missouri State and Jackson Robinson and Rudy Williams for BYU, were playing elsewhere, not with their respective schools currently at this point last year. So take the game film from last year. All that study you did getting ready for this one, just throw it out the window because it doesn't mean a thing. Uh, the Cougars also... Support a couple of transfers. I mentioned that. Jackson Robinson is one of them. I sat down with Jackson yesterday for our player pregame conversation. I started by asking him what improvement he saw in the BYU team between game one, a close win over Idaho State, to game two, a competitive loss at San Diego State. Uh, I think our rebounding was a big thing that we emphasized going into that game, playing against you know some bigger guards, bigger players, um, just shooting the ball better. Uh, we didn't shoot the ball guard. I think we shot eight or nine percent in the Idaho State game, um, and just kind of 
moving the ball a little bit more, getting open shots for everybody, just trying to move it and be unselfish. And then also on the defensive end, just trying to be more disruptive. Uh, we were really good at it the first 15 minutes of the game, but I think it kind of died down in the last uh, couple minutes of the game. So um, just kind of prepping for that in the Missouri State game, that's the biggest thing for us. As the team comes together, there's the off-season workouts, there's scrimmaging against each other. You get the opportunity to do those things. But when games actually start playing, you, you learn new lessons. So in a couple games in, what have you guys learned the most about this team? Uh, we got to do a better job defensively of not fouling. Uh, I mean, they were in the bonus pretty early in that San Diego State game, which hurt us a lot. I think they shot 37 free throws. Uh, take away those 37 free throws um, and all the offensive rebounds they had, I think we could have came out with the win. Uh, but, you know, we can't dwell on it. And then uh, just taking care of the ball. We've been turning the ball over too much recently, and we know it's a big problem. Uh, we're just trying to fix it and get better at it, and I think Missouri State's a, a good place to start. Let's let's mention stick on turnovers for just a second. You said obviously it's a problem. Everybody's noticed it. Mm-hmm. You're talking about getting better on it. How do you cross How do you walk that line of, okay, we're working on it, but we don't want to be so in our heads that we can't get away from it? Uh, I think Coach has done a really good job of just keeping the confidence in all of us as players, uh, just to stay aggressive um, and not kind of be timid, even though we are turning the ball over. Uh, He tells us just to, the more aggressive we are, hopefully we just won't turn the ball over as much. Uh, Just staying aggressive and just staying poised, um, I think it's just going to help us. What's the big, one one thing that you guys want to improve on in this game with Missouri State? Uh, going back to those two things, fouling and, and turnovers. Those are the two things that kind of beat us down in that last game. And I think if you X those two things out, we're a really hard team to beat. How close is this team, I mean, just from your personal opinion, how close is this team to kind of clicking and getting everything going in the right direction? I think we're right there. Uh, I think everybody's seen it in the San Diego State game. Um, there's a lot of improvement. Uh, I feel like everybody played better. Um, I don't think I played that great, but I think everybody played better. Um, the intensity was there, and I f- everybody felt a difference going into that game. And I think uh, it's going to be even better this next game against Missouri State. Speaking of Missouri State, there's some fun little tie-ins personally with you with this game. First off, your mother, Brandy, played at Missouri State. Kind of odd and random, but I mean, if you, is there any, talk, any, any conversation with you and mom about that tie? Uh, not really. She kind of knows what's going on. She's been playing basketball. She knows how it goes. Uh, it's definitely exciting for her to be able to play her old school, but she's just focused on the Cougars getting the win. She's, she's all about the blue then. Oh, she, yeah, for sure, for sure. Whatever color I'm rocking, that's what she's rocking. Yeah. Moms kind of go that way a little bit. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kids first and then everything else. Yeah. Another, another tie you got is Chance Moore on this team was a teammate of yours at Arkansas. What's, what's those conversations been like? Uh, you know, we talk every day, honestly. Uh, we're really great friends, uh, close friends. Um, I mean, just the competitive edge that we both have, just wanting to win the game and just play good against each other. That's all it is. It's all good, fun and games. So. You say you talk every day. Will there be some talk on the floor? Uh, probably. Probably a little bit. Uh, that's just who we are as players and people. So it'll be fun. It'll be a fun atmosphere.
What is it? What is that like? I mean, in the basketball community, whether it's coming up through AAU, I mean, you get these opportunities where you're playing against close friends, um, former teammates, whatever. At every level, as you kind of come up through through the system, what's that like when you get an opportunity to play with someone who you're close with? Uh, you know, it's just a surreal moment. Just kind of realizing where you guys had came from, and just being able to see where you're at now, and kind of what's going on. Uh, I mean, even for me and Chance, I just met Chance a year ago, but I feel like I've known him for my entire life. So just kind of playing with him and uh, playing against him, it's just a great thing to, to have happen, to be honest. You looking forward to the first opportunity where it's you and him one-on-one tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Let's take an opportunity real quick. Uh, first year with BYU, early in the season, What's something Cougar Nation that's listening to this radio pregame show needs to know about Jackson Robinson? Um, honestly, uh, I know I haven't been playing like I should, and I haven't been playing like myself. Um, I'm looking forward to playing these next two games this week just to get back into the groove of things and start hitting shots um, and just get some wins, honestly. That's the biggest thing for me is just winning. So. Okay, so we just learned that Jackson Robinson's a competitor because I opened that door to go wherever you want, and you went right to, hey, I need to do better, I want to win, instead of, I'm a big Star Wars fan. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Winning's all I care about, especially on the basketball court. What do you do for fun off the court? Uh, probably watching basketball, to be honest. Some with basketball. If I'm not doing that, I'm probably just chilling. Are you a team guy or a player guy? <clears throat> team guy. Team guy for sure. So, so what's your team? Uh, I'll probably say the Celtics. I'm a Celtics guy. I like Jason Tatum. I'm a big fan. So there you go, Jackson. Thanks so much. Good luck winning the game against Missouri State. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks to Jackson Robinson for joining us for that pregame chat. Going to be interesting to watch him uh, with Chance Moore as a teammate from last year at Arkansas. Chance not a starter right now, but it would be awesome to see see those two go up against each other at some point in the game tonight. Also, his mom, an alum of Missouri State, which makes that kind of interesting little thing. But the one thing I liked about that interview is just kind of seeing when I'm asking him, I'm trying to get to know him a little bit, asking him about what he does uh, off the floor, and it's just about getting better for basketball because he wants to win. That's it interesting insight to that young man it'll be it'll be fun to watch him progress as the season goes on here at BYU coming up next we'll head to the Marriott Center for our courtside conversation with the one and only Mark Durant Cougar pregame live continues in a moment on the new skin BYU sports network to the arena down the freeway having having you on the phone trying to (laughs) hang on the phone so we've had some interesting times together you and I Uh, that's good stuff hey let's talk about that game a little bit uh you start BYU starts with kind of a close, way closer than anybody expected win over Idaho State. Then they go to San Diego State to Viejas, where it's a tough place to play against a top twenty-five team, and they didn't win that game, but they performed what I think a lot of people would say better. It was a more competitive game against San Diego State. What did you? What improvements did you see from game one to game two of this BYU team? Well, I don't like losing in any situation but I, I don't remember ever feeling that good about a loss I mean I was just really pleased with how the guys came out they came out with fire they attacked it was a tough environment they were leading most of that game and as it often happens late in the game on a home on someone's home floor with a big crowd like that you know they made some big shots and BYU wasn't unable to pull it out but they acquitted themselves nicely and I said I said after that Idaho State game I mean that that was a tough game for BYU, but that's not how I'm measuring this team. I'm going to measure this team how they perform on the weekend against San Diego State, and I thought they were terrific. 
Uh, Idaho State, I think, is better than people thought they were. Uh, and, you know, and again, BYU's got some real issues. Uh, it, turnovers, obviously, is the most glaring thing. But I, I just like the way they came out and played with confidence, a little swagger in that San Diego State game and played uh, good team basketball and was a much better product out on the floor. I, I, I think we've kind of – what I think we're seeing from this team, Ben, is just the kind of a – they're at the, the bottom of who they can be, and I and, and I think they're going to get better and better, and that's what I'm looking for from here on out now because I kind of kind of have seen who they are a little bit. Now I want to see them get better and better, get those turnovers down a little bit, share the basketball a little bit more, better spacing, uh, making better decisions, and, and I think that's where this team can go. It could be very good because if you're ahead most of a game on the road against the top 20 team in that environment, that's a tough place. The crowd was going nuts. That says a lot about you as a team, and I think the team can take a lot of confidence coming out, even though it was a loss. You you mentioned the glaring, uh, the kind of the elephant in the room, which is the turnovers at BYU, 347th in the nation in turn, like just just right there at the bottom. Uh, you look at that, and I, I know in talking to Mark Pope, and I'm sure you've had some of these conversations with him as, as well. I was talking to him yesterday, and he's talking about how, look, he doesn't like the turnovers, but he understands where they're coming from as you're forcing a guy like Rudy Williams to play a position that he's not necessarily comfortable in. While you may have seen progress in the offseason with him through camp and stuff, it's a little bit different once you get to a game. And so he says, he says I'm going to be patient with him. We're going to continue to learn and grow, not just Rudy, but the entire team as they're kind of, as Coach Pope's asking him to do things differently than they have before. As, 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 a, as a player former player when you're in that situation and there's obvious struggles but coach is saying hey it's okay we can be patient with it we can wait does it still bother you when you're out on the floor and it's how do you how do you make that so where it doesn't get in your head and it controls everything you do out there uh, I never had that luxury, man. If I turned it over, I could just start walking over the bench. That's how it was for me. I, I didn't have well, much of a leash there, man. But well, turnovers, uh, missed free throws, I mean, there, there's like anything like that in the game. Yeah, listen, I and no one knows this more than Rudy. And uh, I mean, he's not the the sole perpetrator out there. I mean, Gideon's got some real issues, and and listen, some guys with the ball in their hands are going to make more turnovers. That's just the way it is, and. Uh, and the style of play can lend to more turnovers. And BYU's trying to play fast, trying to really push it, trying to force things. And so that's going to lead to more turnovers. But what, what I want to see is, is guys getting better and making better decisions. And let, let's just take Rudy, for instance. I mean, he's got to know. I, I guess how I would put it is he's, he's trying to make great plays when good plays will do. Uh, if, you, if, you make one, if you make three plays and one of them's great, and it's a you know highlight film, and two of them are turnovers. That's not good enough. But if you make you know two good plays and one turnover, that's four points. And you still got the four. You still got the bucket, but you didn't have. You're not on Sports Center. But you got the, you, you got to decide. You, you know when is a good play good enough? And when you know if if I'm in my, if the coach says we need you to push it up the floor, you got to know when to to kind of. You know, ease off the gas when you get in the paint. When is it open? When when are they going to double team you when you get in the paint? When are they going to have help to come over so you get in the air and you're stuck? You know, you've got to kind of learn, and it's going to be a process for him. But he's got to know when to do certain things, and that will help the turnovers come down. Uh, you know, you got a couple. You got, you got Gideon here. Uh, he's he's turnover prone, um, and he's a guy that is a good ball handler, but he's got a high dribble. Uh, he dribbles around his waist, and he dribbles in front of himself. So 
what that means, if you, if you take it to the hoop and you're dribbling in front and it's high and they come and double team, you're done. They're going to steal. So you've got to recognize when you can do certain things, you know, given your skills and, and maybe, you know, work on getting the ball a little lower. And then when you when you gather, go up with two strong hands. And all, I mean, listen, all these things they can get better at and get better at, and I think they will. Um, but, you know, there's going to be turnovers. My brother Devin, he scored 30 a game, and he'd have four or five turnovers a game because he had the ball in his hands a lot. But if you're going to have six or seven turnovers, you better be scoring 30 a game because, you, I mean, nobody's good enough to merit having that many turnovers and being on the floor uh, unless you're scoring 30 a game. So he's got to bring it down. Everybody's got to bring him down. Take care of the ball. That doesn't mean that you don't push it and you're not playing fast. But, man, you just got to know when the right decisions are made and make good plays and not so much great plays. Let's talk about Spencer Johnson. He's been uh, – Mark Pope called him the consistent uh, uh, this season thus far is like old reliable. How have you seen his game improve? Not not so much this year, but from last year to this year. Well, Spencer to me has always been a, a great role player, and those are important. Uh, you know, he was a defensive guy. He was going to get turnovers for you. He was going to rebound and do. And he's just going to be solid out there. Wasn't going to commit a lot of turnovers. And so, I kind of thought he'd be better this year, but he'd still be that role player guy. I didn't envision him as kind of being the guy you know the guy that's going to get you the shot the guy that's going to win games for you and he may just be that guy I mean he he's playing with a lot of confidence not only just shooting the three but you know finding buckets uh able to create and get some buckets on his own posting up and and he looks really confident and he's playing really well and he might be the guy I kind of thought it was going to be Gideon or Rudy or somebody like that but maybe Spencer Johnson is the guy and I feel good about that I mean if he's taking uh, 10 or 11 shots a game, getting 16 to 20 points a game, wow, that would be fantastic. And he's on track to do that. And if, if you can do that consistently, then you become the guy. And, and your teammates will look to you for that consistency. And, and just leadership overall uh, and who he is, I think he's invaluable to this team right now. You know, he, he's, he's, he's the guy that's going to kind of put this team on the back, and the other guys will – you know, like I said, get better and progress as a team. But Spencer is the guy right now that is where he needs to be and is playing really good basketball. I'll tell you what, Spencer, I knew Spencer was a guy that I was going to have to watch a little closer this season on uh, Basketball Media Day on BYU Sports Nation. He joined us, and he said the big change for him uh, from last season this season is he made it a point to put on 15 to 20 pounds because he wasn't going to get punked by St. Mary's and Gonzaga players. <laughs> And I'm like, well, oh, in, hey. <laughs> in, in unity with Spencer, I've also put on 15 or 20 pounds. Uh, and you so, and me you both. Know, we're, we're, in a, we're, we're in this thing together. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that was part of it, really. I mean, you've got uh, you know players nowadays at the college level that, you know, they're just men. I mean, they're just strong, big, and athletic men. And. Uh, and to the extent you're you're not, you need to get there. And uh, you know, I credit Spencer for recognizing that about himself, and that he wasn't going to let that be a problem for him, and went out and did something about it. I mean, whether it's you know free throw shooting or three point shooting, if you can uh, kind of assess yourself, figure out where you need to get better, and kind of remember those situations where you weren't where you needed to be. And then get yourself there. I mean, that says a lot about a guy that's because that just doesn't happen. You don't fall out of bed and you're better and you're bigger and stronger. You have to work at it. And Spencer, I think no one will accuse him of not working at, at basketball and getting better. All right, Mark, as we wrap up here, give me your two keys to the game that you're watching tonight for BYU. 
Well, <laughs> we've talked ad nauseum about turnovers. It doesn't have to be eight turnovers, but I think you need to be down about 15. Uh, th- this is a this is a brand new Missouri State team. It was, I think Ben last year's win was one of the best on the road against that team. That was a good team, but they only have three people back on that entire team. So I think take care of the basketball, keep the turnover number down, and then and then you know continue to shoot well from the three point line. Good spacing. If you if you get that turnover down under 15 and you're shooting 35, 40% from the three, I think you'll win here at home against this Missouri State team. Well, Mark, looking forward to your call tonight with Jason Shepard there courtside at the Marriott Center, and we'll, we'll, we'll get back to you and Jason here in just a minute. Always a pleasure, my friend. We'll talk to you again. Thanks, Mark. Go to big, BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of the 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust. After a quick timeout, we'll look at some other scores in college hoops. You're listening to the Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live. Here's Ben Bagley. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. We're getting you ready for the BYU Cougars and the Missouri State Bears at the Marriott Center tonight. One thing I like to do in getting ready for games is to look at the big picture numbers, or more specifically, how this game will influence BYU's NCAA tournament resume. I know it's early in the season, game three. What does it mean? It doesn't mean much, but it's worth mentioning and tracking. And if you don't start tracking at the ground floor and have a foundation, you're not going to know how far this game is or how far this team's progressed as the season goes on. So taking a quick, quick look at a couple of the key numbers when it comes to a tournament resume, Two games into the season, BYU sits at a net 59 in the net rankings. Missouri State not far behind at 72. BYU's a Ken Palm 55. Missouri State's a Ken Palm 141. BYU currently is 0-1 in quad one games, and they are 1-0 in quad four games. They have not played a quad two or a quad three game. Tonight, right now, would be its first quad two game for BYU. As I did mention earlier, Mark Pope's eyeballing this game, though, as by the end of the year, hopefully Missouri State performs well enough that this game slides up to be a quad one game, which means that Missouri State would have to get to a top 30 team in the net rankings. That might be a little bit of a pie-in-the-sky hope uh, for BYU. But, hey, it's still going to be a good quad two game for BYU. Just a quick look at a couple of games of interest tonight in the WCC. The second-ranked Gonzaga Bulldogs are at number 11-ranked Texas. That'll be an interesting game. We'll watch that one throughout the night. Southern is at St. Mary's. And USF is at Fresno. That's going to wrap it up for Cougar Pregame Live. From here, we'll coming up next, we'll send you to the Marriott Center for Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Jason Shepard and Mark Pope. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, brought to you by Zions Bank. For the support you need to power forward, Zions Bank is for you. Now let's head back to the Built Bar courtside seats and join your host, Jason Shepard. 
Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome inside the Marriott Center. Tonight, the BYU Cougars back at home for a matchup with Missouri State out of the Missouri Valley Conference. My name is Jason Shepard. Thank you for tuning in to BYU basketball. Joined by my broadcast partner, former BYU basketball superstar. Superstar is underlined. His name is Mark Durant. BYU, Mark, coming off a loss at San Diego State last Friday, and it's a game that they led for the majority of the time. Unfortunately, turnovers and the Aztecs going to the free throw line 21 more times proved to be too much for BYU. Mark, at 1-1, one and one, BYU honestly really can't worry about that loss, but I do think it showed what this team is capable of and can build off of moving forward. Yeah, listen, you don't go into... Uh, Viejas and, and and lead most of the game like that against the top 20 team if you're not a good team. Clearly, BYU's a good team. They've got some good players, good shooters, solid inside play, good defense. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, listen, it's a miracle almost, and it's a testament to how good they did play that they were in that game with the free throw disparity and the turnovers. I mean, uh, that's just shooting yourself in both feet and, and in your lower legs and your arms. I mean, you can't. I mean, you've done some real damage to your chances there. But the fact that BYU is in the game shows that this this is a solid team. Now, what I want to see from the team going forward is to kind of build on that and and keep doing the good things, keep being aggressive, but be smart now, to put the, keep the turnovers a little bit lower. It's not gonna they're not gonna change dramatically overnight, but just get a little better every game. And I think that's what the point is for this team is they've got a lot of talent, a lot of ability. Let's make some incremental steps to get better and, and get better as the season goes. So next time you're in that situation against a really good team, you're not going to make those mistakes, and you'll come out with the win. All right, coming up next, my pregame conversation with the head coach of the Cougars, Mark Pope, as the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show continues on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin Jason Shepard. Welcome back to the Marriott Center. BYU hosting the Bears of Missouri State. It's a team that BYU faced in Springfield, Missouri last season. That game went to the Cougars, winning that matchup 74-68. to It's time now to hear from the head coach of the BYU Cougars, Mark Pope, and it's brought to you by Zions Bank. For the support you need to power forward, Zions Bank is for you. And I asked Coach Pope, whether positive or negative, what early trends with his team has his attention through two games? Well, clearly, um, we're really interested in, in our defensive impact of how we change the game defensively and how we can be just more, more disruptive. And then we're, we're, you know, trying to figure out how we can play downhill as fast as we're trying to play and as free as decision-making is trying to make uh, play and, and reduce the number of turnovers. This is clearly a, a pretty obvious problem. In terms of the turnovers, what, what, what do you feel is the has been the biggest issue through the first two? It's, it's been a lot. Um, you know, two teams that, uh, that we played that were very distinctly different, like forcing uh, issues different ways. So I, I attribute a lot of it to just the newness of this group and and the newness of how we're trying to play. Uh, San Diego State turned us off over a way different way than, than Idaho State did. Um, but I'm super pleased with how the guys are growing. And, you know, this is not a... 
is not an issue that we'll fix in one day, but is an issue we'll fix over the next several weeks and, and, and months through the course of the season, and hopefully we can hang in there and win enough games along the way to, to be positive. Will we see the same starting five that we've seen through the first two games? Yep, same group. So what do you like about that group? What are they giving you to start the games that you really like? Well, they've got us off to really good starts both games. Um, they're coming in with pretty good energy and pretty good focus, and um, you know we, we've uh, we've been really, really, you know, we were, we were pretty productive defensively for 35 of 40 minutes against Idaho State, and for for the first 10 minutes against San Diego State, we were spectacular on the defensive end. So I like the way that group is starting out that way. Uh, there's a little comfort there. And there's also, you're always looking for sample size, right? Um, one of the complicated things about this game of basketball, about making evaluations, is there are so many variables that, um, and the sample size in a single game is so small that you have to be really cautious about making any, you know, um, major decisions or even minor decisions. Uh, in too many different places because then you can't isolate variables and you actually don't know what where the cause and effect is. And so um, we're going to roll with this group. I, I have confidence in them getting off to a good start, and I think we will tonight. Obviously, we're zeroed in on BYU, so we, we're focused on the Cougars and we look at the roster turnover. I think Missouri State has taken it to the next level. It's a completely different team than the one you faced in Springfield. Just your thoughts on the Bears. Yeah, they had a terrific veteran team last year um, uh, in a really successful season, and it, it was a, such a fun game out there, a really, really tough game and a super important game for for our season, um, but you know they have four new starters in their starting lineup, and and uh, you know they're new, but they're really really veteran. All these guys are really seasoned players. They're coming from you know these transferred in. They have a junior college uh, player starting at five, but they're one, two, and three are um, veteran veteran players that have transferred from really successful programs, um, and they have a couple kids off the bench that, that have come from big time programs that are really young special talents. So uh, Dana's done a great job putting together the roster and. We're both trying to grow as fast as we can. Well, you got the win in Springfield last year. Hoping for the same tonight. Thanks, Coach. Let's go, baby. Thanks. Thanks. All right, that's BYU head coach Mark Pope. Time now for tonight's keys to the game. Brought to you by your local Ford stores. BYU basketball built Ford proud. Mark Durant, what are your keys to tonight's game? Jason, for me, for a team to come on the road this far and beat you on your home floor, they have to, one, shoot the ball really well from three, and two, out-rebound you. So those are my two keys that BYU can have a higher percentage from three and then out-rebound uh, the Bears. I think they'll be in good shape tonight. All right, go to BigOtires.com and make an appointment at one of 50 locally owned and operated Utah locations. Big O Tires, the team you trust. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show coming your way next from the Marriott Center on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Also brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now let's head live to the Built Bar courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside Jason Shepard. Welcome inside the Marriott Center in Provo, Utah. BYU playing its third game of the season, hosting Missouri State, playing its second game of the year. And this week would seem to be a pretty important stretch, and a big reason why is what's on the horizon next week in the Bahamas. After tonight's game, BYU hosts Nichols on Saturday, and Mark, taking care of business in the two games this week is important because over the Thanksgiving holidays, the Cougars are going to face USC, and then, depending on the bracket, teams like Tennessee, Butler, and Kansas 
handle business at home this week and then go to the Bahamas with some confidence. Yeah, I, I think this is an important week because, like I said before, the team needs to get better. They need to show real improvement. You've got winnable games at home. This is a chance for you really to come together as a team, to get some confidence, to work on some of the issues. And then, man, you, you got a chance. You go in free and loose with confidence. And you know, USC's not playing particularly great, so that's a game you can compete and win. Uh, I don't know about Kansas, but that would be cool to, to get them. And, and those tournaments, you never know, especially early in the season. Those are a lot of fun. And I want this team playing with confidence, playing good basketball heading into that. All right, coming up after the break, my conversation with Missouri State Associate Head Coach Jace Hurl. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip Offshore. Back after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's head back courtside and rejoin Jason Shepard. I mentioned this a couple of times. The Missouri State Bears have only played one game this season, an 82-47 win at home over Missouri S&T. And this is a, a completely different roster from the one BYU faced in Springfield last December. The Bears return only three players from last year's team, and only one of them was a starter, that being Donovan Clay. And we'll get to the starters a little bit later. Donovan Clay is going to start again tonight. Missouri State brought in seven D1 transfers, including Chance Moore from Arkansas, who, by the way, leads this team in scoring, as well as Juco transfer Jonathan Mogbo. The Bears are coached by Dana Ford. He is in his fifth season at the helm of the Bears. And before the game tonight, I was able to talk with associate head coach Jace Hurl. We talked about that roster turnover and just how much change there has been. I think we bring back three scholarship guys. Um, you know, obviously add a couple walk-ons in the mix, but but three is the number that, that we're bringing back. Um, you know, obviously BYU's got a got, got some turnover as well and graduated some guys, but um, you know it was a it was a busy busy spring for us. You know, but it all kind of happened in about a about a six week span. So we got it knocked out and had everybody there for summer. So it, it was a good transition. Was this an expected turnover in the roster, or did this catch you by surprise? How did how did the offseason go for you guys? I don't think in the landscape today it can ever catch you by surprise. Um, you know, we graduated a, a three-time All-League big guy in Prim, uh, had a, another All-League guy move on, um, you know, and then just, you know, how it goes, guys guys move and look for the best situation for them, and and you got you to gotta be ready to move and adjust on the fly, and, and we thought we did a good job with that. You guys have only played one game so far. What do you base your thoughts on what this team is when you only have one game in a, in a you know against another opponent in a, in a real life situation? Yeah, I don't really think we'll know that for a while. Um, you know, obviously having a scrimmage, uh, you know, an exhibition, and then and then playing a Missouri S and T. So, you know, we kind of been all over the map as far as competition goes. Uh, you know, pretty good, and then and then somebody that we should do what we did with. So, um, I think this will be a work in progress. I think our group is doing a good job coming together and playing together. Um, but but as far as knowing what and who we are at this point, I still think that remains to be seen going forward. Even with so many new faces, a lot of the guys you're bringing in are transfers that have had experience other places, so it's not like they're new to basketball. How much does that help in a in a situation like this? Oh, it absolutely helps. Um, you know, and we're able to get in the mix with some guys that out of high school in the past you wouldn't be able to get. Um, 
you know, so the transfer portal works both ways. You know, guys, guys go up, guys come down, and um, you try to find the best fit for you and your program and what you need. And we had a plan going into it, and, and experience is something we were really looking for. Now, some of the guys that were at other places, they're still young. You know, some didn't play as much as what they would have liked and so on and so forth. But, you know, moving forward, I, I think the experience of playing in those games and situations will really help. Do you go into this year wanting to run similar to what you had, or if the personnel so different that you 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 tweak it? What do you expect this team to look like? You know, we had two guys last year average 40 points between the two of them, and we ran the majority of everything through them. Um, a lot less passes, a lot more, you know, get the ball to their spots and space out and go, and this team's going to be a lot more based on you know, ball movement, player movement, playing together, working to get each other's shots. So it'll be it, there'll be some similar stuff, but, but the ball movement side of it, the way we do things defensively, a lot of that will be different than what we've done in the past. Tell me about uh, Mogbo. Am I, am I saying that right, Mogbo? Yep. Tell, yep. tell me about him. He, he, he stands out to me. Yeah, he's a, he's a junior college transfer that was pretty heavily recruited in the fall and, and didn't end up making a decision. And it was down the road from us about 90 miles and kind of been tracking on him and had a good relationship with his coach. And, um, you know, he, he's just somebody that's versatile and, and long and athletic and gives us a little different look than what we've had in the past. Uh, maybe just your thoughts on this BYU team again. Very different from the one that came to Springfield last year. What, what are your early thoughts uh, on them that since they played two games? Well, obviously they're very well coached, very big, good defenders. You know, they're, they're just big at every position, very interchangeable, and they, they get even bigger when they go to the bench. Um, you know, bring guys off the bench that can shoot and make plays for each other. Um, you know, the coaching staff does a great job with them, and I think like us, as the season goes on for them, they'll continue to learn with each other. And when you lose the guys that you lost off of last year's BYU team, there's going to be, as much as you do in the summer and the fall, there's going to be an adjustment period in the winter. Coach, appreciate the time. Uh, enjoy your trip to Provo, and I appreciate you taking a few minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. That was associate head coach Jace Hurl joining me before the game tonight. And, you know, we, we've talked about it. Both teams looking very different on the on the BYU side of things. It's it's really a feeling out process. Missouri State's going through that, and they played one less game. Everybody's just trying to figure out exactly what they have and, you know, when to use this player and that player, and that's just something that's going to take time. It's a different world. I mean, you tell me a couple years ago that a team only has three people back. You're thinking, holy smokes, that's a rebuilding. They're going to struggle. And now it's like, well, maybe they'll be good because so many people available in the transfer portal that can come in and contribute immediately for both these teams. So we're going to kind of get get an idea tonight for the first time what this Bears team is all about. More of the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show is next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Jason Shepard. Nearing tip-off in Provo, Jason Shepard and Mark Durant with you. One player for BYU that has been extremely impressive in the first two games is Spencer Johnson. He has excelled as a starter. He's averaging 14 points per game. And Mark, he's shooting over 60% from both the field and from three. His play has been impressive. And honestly, I could not be happier for him. Well, he's always kind of been a role player, hasn't he? But this is a chance for him to spread his wings. It's so far so good. I mean, he has been good in all aspects of the game, has been a real leader of this team, and I think is a guy that can continue to be a consistent 15- to 20-point scorer, which I'd never supposed before about Spencer, but here we are. Who else has jumped out to you? I mean, the, you, the two guys that are sort of neck and neck in terms of the scoring lead is Foose 
and uh, and Spencer Johnson. A guy that's really impressed me is the freshman Dallin Hall. I've been impressed with him since the exhibition, and I'm really excited for him. Who else has stood out to you? Well, definitely Dallin Hall, but I guess one guy hasn't stood out yet, but I'm expecting him to is Jackson Robinson. I think he can play a lot better than he has. I think he's a much, much better shooter than he is. I expect him to have a good game tonight, and yeah, I think all these guys have room for improvement, but Jackson, I think, is a guy that I'm looking for to really improve. How about this fun connection, speaking of Jackson Robinson? Jackson Robinson's mom Mrs. Played, Robinson? played basketball at Missouri State wow. in the late 90s. So how about that connection? That is very cool. You know, Missouri State, that was fun last year. We had a great, that was a great win for BYU. And then... I got to hang out with the, the Shepherd clan, have dinner after. That you, was amazing. You, I had all my family there, all of the Shepherd side of my family, and you became an honorary Shepherd that night at uh, at the uh, steakhouse. Great people, great <laughs> land. That was, that was a great night all around. It was. Well, let's hope for another good night like that, and by that I mean a great win for BYU against Missouri State. Time for a final break. We'll wrap up the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off show next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside. Welcome back courtside here to the Marriott Center, a phenomenal rendition of our national anthem. And, Mark, we've talked about this several times. One thing that BYU has to work on, something I talked with Coach Pope about, that's the turnovers, averaging 22 a game. It's early. There's still time to turn that around. uh, But that's certainly probably priority number one to really cut those down uh, because that early in the season, maybe you can get away with it. But as the season goes on, that's just going to kill you. Better decision-making is really what it's about. Whether guys, you know, when they're bringing up the floor, rather than get yourself into trouble, assess the situation before and recognize if there's an opening or if there's not. You know, that's a lot of guys guilty of that. Rudy, uh, Gideon George tends to force it. And really the the main point, Jason, is make a good play instead of a great play. The guys, if you make a great play, it's really cool. But if you only make it one out of five times, it's not good. (laughs) Make the good play three out of five times, and you still get the bucket, and it's not as fancy, but it counts all the same. Well, one of the things that's hurt BYU, not just the turnovers, you you certainly don't want 22 turnovers a game. But if you don't allow the opposing team to score off of those, you can get away with it sometimes. Right now, BYU's not getting away with it because opposing teams through the first two games scoring uh, about 16.5 points off of BYU turnovers. Yeah, and and almost single-handedly lost in that game at at San Diego State. And listen, it's like turnovers in football. You know, you can do things to, to be smarter and take care of the ball and go with two hands and, you know, like I said, make better decisions and not force things and, you can still play the way you want to play. You can play fast. You can play aggressive, but just be smarter in your decision-making. Tip-off is next. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.